0: farm life for us has changed what is meant by the concept of a holiday.
1: Welcome to Longleaf Breeze. Beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles. Approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it. And we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of September 7, 2011. This is podcast number 99, uh, heading up on the eve of our century mark, which will be fun.
0: We'll have to celebrate that in some fashion next week. (laughs) That's
1: right. But today, the focus is on the whole concept of holidays on the farm. We've had, we're have had we coming off a wonderful Labor Day weekend where we had three separate sets of visitors here, uh, each one delightful, but each one different.
0: That's right. And, and and we're so glad they came. If you're listening, any of you, Emily, Samuel, Lida, Susan, and Keith, thank you for coming.
1: It was just a wonderful weekend. But it's gotten us thinking about holidays and how they work on the farm, and, and it is different because... We lived for uh, 30 years together, but basically 55 years in the city, and when we were in the city, we knew what holidays were about.
0: Yes, and during my 30 years of teaching college, I was always happy when there was a holiday that we actually got to um, have off from our our routine, you know, that was always very pleasant.
1: Especially a holiday that allowed you to go to the beach.
0: Oh yes, yes. <laughs> That's what Labor Day used to mean, by the way, for the because the youth choir from our church always went to the beach for a retreat, and for years we went with them, and and that you're right, that kind of gave you a nice yeah uh, break from routine. But it does mean something different now, doesn't it, in our farming world?
1: Well, it, it's a, a curious perspective that you have on holidays. Neither of us has the kind of job where we go to a workplace and get a paycheck. We, we both do what we do here on the farm on our own schedule so that we can focus on our growing activities most of the time. And then when our schedule permits, we take a little time and deal with our off-farm careers. But, you know, it's basically our schedule is our own, so there, there is no such thing as a holiday for you and me.
0: Right. In terms of workload, you know, there are going to be things happening out there in the garden. Weeds will be growing. Uh, bugs will be eating your veg, <laughs> uh, regardless of. it doesn't Even have on a, Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah they don't or have a calendar. Even on July the fourth. Oh, especially then. <laughs> and apparently, especially Labor Day, they they're into uh, munching. But that's a whole other subject we could yeah. get into. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, it, you could say, there's no holiday because the work, you you, you know, nature. Nature not only bats last, nature really
1: Never takes a holiday. Yeah,
0: never takes a holiday. Um, But you could also say every day is a holiday in the sense that if we feel the need to break our routine to travel to California and see the kids, or we want to take a day to go to Petals from the Past and see what's going on there, we can do it.
1: Well, and I guess I would state it in a slightly more Pollyannish fashion and say, Every day is a holiday in the sense that we have designed a life for ourselves that both of us find pleasant, engaging, rewarding, invigorating. So in our city life, we may have taken a holiday and spent it doing the kind of work we do here every day.
0: True, yes. You know, for-
1: playing in the sunshine, getting our hands dirty, um, doing physical labor and this is the kind of thing we might have done on a holiday in our former life but now we do it every day so in a sense every day is a holiday yeah
0: in that sense that's true but we understand for people who have jobs outside the home who are tied to a work schedule the holidays are a good time for them just to uh, spring free from their obligations and to and be able to see us and come see us so we're so glad that they do <laughs> and and so we're beginning to see the pattern of gearing up for uh visitors during those times especially although we joked and said we didn't have too many people who chose july the 4th as a holiday to visit I
1: can't imagine why they wouldn't <laughs> want to come see us on july the 4th uh,
0: well you know except adrian so uh, our announcer we're so glad that it's become a tradition that uh She makes the pilgrimage to see her folks on July 4th. But it is a hot time of year. And so uh, luckily, most holidays don't fall in the middle of the summer. Most of the holidays are spring or fall or winter. There's some other season when we do hope you know, that people will take advantage of their time off and come see us.
1: So holidays have become for us a time when we become hosts. We mm-hmm. welcome guests.
0: Get to see our friends and family, and we're very happy to do that. In fact, it, we, it does us a favor because we sort of need to take a day once in a while and yes. not <laughs> be so intense. And
1: on that subject, let's talk a little bit about where the term holiday comes from. It's uh derived from the concept of a holy day, a day that is set apart. So Mm -hmm. um, I guess holidays for us have become set apart as days on which we welcome guests.
0: Right. And, um, you know, one thing to look at is, is the rhythm of each week even has embedded in it a holiday, the Sabbath. The Sabbath is the ultimate holy day that happens every week.
1: And the question is, how good a job are Lee and Amanda doing at honoring the Sabbath day?
0: Well, you know, when we started talking this morning about what we'd say in our podcast, I reflected on what our Sabbath, our Sundays have been like since we moved to the farm. And in a sense, I'd say, yes, we do honor it unless we have some killer project (laughs) Hanging over our heads, like we've got to finish the deer fence, or you know, we've got to get those last post holes dug, or we've got to get, get that seed
1: out ahead of the rain that's due exactly. in on Sunday afternoon, yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it, it's we've had a sort of a pragmatic um, honoring of the Sabbath pattern,
0: but it's been good because we, um, our typical pattern is we do go to church in the mornings, and then a lot of times. We'll go to uh, Montgomery and have lunch with Mama and spend some time with her through, do, during the afternoon, uh, do any kind of shopping that we need to do in the big city while that's we're in right. Montgomery. That's
1: right. Don't want to miss a chance to go to, the to, what do we call it, Mount Pilot? Mount
0: Pilot, that's right. And then, um, no, I think Montgomery actually Raleigh, qualifies as Raleigh. Raleigh. Yeah, Yeah, we Tumpka's Mount Pilot, but. Montgomery is. We're, of course,
1: using the terminology from um, the Andy Griffith show. For those of you who are not of an age and don't recognize that terminology.
0: Yes. uh, Taliesi is pretty clearly Mayberry. (laughs) But anyway, um, the Sabbath does take on that form for us just because of the rhythm that we've developed Uh, Because, and I guess we didn't finish talking about a typical day, after our shopping, we come back here. We don't usually try to take on a big outdoor project at that point. We just have our little meager supper that night, put our feet up and, and, you know, just And even on
1: those days when we don't go to Montgomery to see Mama, I think we have more of a tendency to view Sundays as a day to do quiet work. Yes. Yes. It's not like we sit around doing nothing but reading the Bible, but we do tend to use them for quiet work,
0: right? And kind of
1: putterings. Yeah. During the winter time, I, th- I know it was our habit to take an a-, a walk in the afternoon on Sunday mm-hmm. when we might not do it other days.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's a. It is a. There's a function for the Sabbath, and um, even if you're not of a religious faith, you can probably see the advantages of. Um, taking a day to wind down, to be reflective, to be quiet, to let your body rest. Um, and then I think those of us who do share a religious faith understand that our Creator knows us, you know, better than we know ourselves, obviously, so and understands that we need that and for our spirits as well as for our bodies.
1: And I guess I would expand on that concept and say, I'm not sure that it needs to be a Sabbath day. It's possible that for you, you, our audience, not you, Amanda, for you, it might be more appropriate to have a Sabbath hour that occurs every day for you or a Sabbath week that occurs every year for you or whatever. But some time that is set apart for quiet reflection and rest,
0: exactly, just whatever it takes to recharge your batteries and you know yourself better than you know we can know you, so um, but I think it, it does make sense to have holidays and to have the Sabbath and to have some concept of break in the routine um, and a lot of times on holidays, kind of expanding this beyond the Sabbath. Uh, we see that as a time as we've mentioned for social gatherings for yeah. being with family and friends so that's there's a a need for, otherwise i'd probably become a hermit i don't know i don't think i could i don't think you'd <laughs> become a hermit
1: i think you like spending time with people too much
0: but it's so we do welcome people and um it matters to us as farmers that we have these downtimes but we think it will matter to more people, not just farmers, um, in the future, right? It's going to be a a relevant question. I
1: think that in the future, in the next 20 to 30 to 50 years, there will be fewer and fewer of us who have a job where we go to some place to work and then come back home and get a regular paycheck. I think more and more of us will be catching money where we can find it, and we will be spending looking more and more to our own efforts for our sustenance and subsistence. So uh, I think these concepts, although you and I view them differently from the mainstream culture right now, will become more and more typical over time.
0: Yes. Um, and and certainly we can commend it to you. We think it's a good lifestyle. and um, But also... It has the danger, I guess, of not being structured enough for some people.
1: Yes, exactly. So, that if as more and more of us no longer have that job and no longer have a day off, it becomes more important for us to develop some kind of rhythm that is life giving. Mm-hmm. And you and I are discovering how to do that now, and more and more of us will need to discover how to do that
0: right so so i think it's been useful for us to take some time to talk about holidays and certainly as we anticipate additional ones in the future um you know thanksgiving will be coming up christmas um other times that we celebrate um well we can kind of take note on whether this pattern continues
1: and how we're doing with it how are we doing it setting those days apart and see and developing a life giving rhythm mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, right. I think that's a good point. So. Well, tell us a little bit about Veg Hill. Yeah. looks like things are beginning to wind I know. down. It's
0: really strange after the heat. In fact, I must we, we shouldn't let this podcast go by without mentioning the change in the weather. And I know it's temporary. But after all the scorching dry heat uh, of the past months, I mean, it's just gone on and on. Um with Tropical Storm Lee came through, and deposited almost three inches of rain here at the farm. Um, and in the wake, in its wake, left us with a, some cool weather yesterday.
1: And it's been delightful. I
0: mean, it was in the fifties, and then the high, it kind of hovered around sixty-five. It might creep up to sixty-seven, back down to sixty-four. It was in the sixties, and that damp coolness. I will tell you, yesterday I was out in veg on Veg Hill with my corduroys. Hiking boots, not just shoes, boots, you know, with thick socks, um, a long sleeve shirt, and a jacket, and it felt good. And I you never took any I of it off. I never unpeeled a layer. <laughs> but uh, talking about things winding down.
1: But I will tell you, I was out in my shorts and T-shirt, and I never felt uncomfortably okay, cool. Okay, well, some, some
0: of us are colder-natured than others. But the uh, the okra which has been just going gangbusters, and I think it'll pick back up. It's certainly not dying, but that cool snap slowed its growth. Uh, Usually I'd go out and, I mean, once a day you have to pick those bad boys. They're just big old pods, especially the Alabama Red. They can kind of get out of hand. But um, yesterday, even though I had not picked in two days, um, it was, you know, I, I came in with maybe half a basket full instead of brimming over. So... Um, and those were mostly okras that I missed. I think when I picked it. Well, when I say I didn't pick in two days, I picked a few on Labor Day. The point is, I could tell a difference, and um the other things that are winding down are the um tomatoes. there are a few green ones left on there. The cherry tomatoes are not nearly as prolific as they were, and the um uh, you know what's left and some of the some of the plants look kind of sad too, so it'll be time to. Uh, limit, <laughs> limit their growth in some way, probably just uh, cut them back. And um, the, the dampness was not, some of the uh, cantaloupes didn't look too good, but I think we'll have a few more um, peppers slowing down. Um,
1: Talk to me about those blooms on the green beans.
0: Oh, well, we might have, as you speculated, another crop of green beans. Um, but here's the, here's the rub. I'm seeing more and more stink bugs on the peas and beans. And I mean, I just can just walk down and, in fact, I pretty much picked, I picked peas yesterday and I thought this may be it. I mean, I picked green ones thinking the bugs are getting. I don't pick getting, it now, I won't see The it. bugs will get them. Yeah. yeah. So, um, now the lima beans are doing better, but the, just the regular, um, peas, uh, Purple hole and that sort of thing, not so good. But, uh, yeah, I think the green beans, if they can uh, survive the bugs, we may have more. Good. But I'll tell you what I did yesterday is I went and collected shriveled up, dried up um, rattlesnake bean pods in hopes of uh, saving some seed for next year.
1: I noticed that those they're looking so good. And uh, have we talked about our uh, compost volunteer watermelon? No. We should talk about that. Um, it, it was good. And, and I know we're almost out of time, but let's just take a moment and talk about the fact that last year we had compost volunteer watermelons that by and large were white. Yeah, they just they were not tasty. They had crossed were something. They weren't it was, good. it was a watermelon, but only in the vaguest sense of the word. It didn't have a good taste. And that was what I thought we had when I went down to the compost pile down on the work platform and I saw this watermelon grow. And I said, okay, well, I'll grab it and I'll take it up to the barn. We'll cut it and make sure it's white, too. We cut into it and it's red and sweet and juicy and delicious.
0: Just about the best watermelon that we have raised here.
1: So we said, aha we may have found the longleaf breeze watermelon, the one that's ideally situated for our growing condition.
0: So I saved the seed from that, and hopefully we will plant those next year and see what happens. If you need a description of it, it's, it was like a large sugar baby, round, round, dark green one,
1: yeah, a little smaller than a soccer ball. Right. But, but a, almost the size of a soccer but ball. But
0: solid and heavy. And when that thing appeared on the counter and I said, where did that come from? <laughs> um, but it, it, had, it had a promising look and thump to it. And sure enough, it was great. So um, that was one of the serendipity uh, moments of the, on the farm. Yes, <laughs> that was
1: so exciting. And, and we're delighted to be able to save its seed. And it will become our main watermelon planting next year. On, yes. the theory that it it may produce on a consistent basis, where we've had a little bit of a problem, oh, with splitting getting and end rot to produce.
0: And I should mention that that watermelon, that uh, compost pile where you found that, was not receiving any additional water. It wasn't irrigated., yeah. it was just down there, and and we've had a drought. So that thing survived some pretty horrifying or horrific conditions and uh, no care no care so I think we we may have found a winner
1: I hope so and uh, I've been working on the electric deer fence around the orchard that's been my go-to project these last several days and will continue to be probably for the next two or three days until we can get that done and we know we need to get that done quick because yes. the deer will get very hungry very quickly here. Well,
0: I've, I've seen on one of the apple trees, but I think is a little bit of deer damage already. I agree.
1: So we need to get busy with that. So that's our report for this week. Hope you have a wonderful week, and we will look forward to seeing you and visiting with you soon. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Alabama, 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log, check in with Lee and Amanda, and talk with other listeners. That's longleafbreeze.com.